Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our current events update and then our study in the book of Micah, chapter 1, verses 8 through 16, titled Micah's Lamentation. The conclusion of this two-part message can be found at our website, bbfohio.com. As we now begin, this is part one of two. We use the clicker. So number one on our current events update is Israel at war. Today is 124-24, and this is day 110 since the October 7th massacre. Um, I urge you to talk to people if they talk if they think uh, anything um, and they sound like they don't know what they're talking about please tell them to go watch the videos of what happened on October 7th before forming an opinion a lot of people have no idea of all the rapes the gang rapes the beheadings and all the things that happened on October 7th and then they form an opinion and Proverbs 18 13 he that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. And most people talking about Israel right now have never looked at all the information, and it's folly and shame unto them. Hostage deals are all the talk. How many of you heard them talk about the, the, the one where they're going to get like a two-month ceasefire and all that? But Hamas said uh, to reject Israel's latest hostage deal offer was the uh, headline that, I saw um, as it toughens its stance and uh, Israel denies dealing at all <laughs> so who knows what's going on Hamas says they denied the deal Israel says we didn't make a deal what are you talking about um, Israel denies hostage talks advancing as lawmakers balk at talk of military respite so the lawmakers themselves are the ones that are saying no wait a minute um, Smotrich says reported outline of agreement has, quote, big and dangerous question marks. So they're very concerned about it. But regardless, something to watch for in the next couple of days, um, the world judgment against Israel this weekend is potentially going to be the entire world, basically, coming against Israel. Um, the International Court of Justice is the name of that court. It has no real standing our constitution does not allow for this um, but we are being run by globalists who are who don't care about the constitution and so that's why this kind of stuff is taking effect and that's coming up friday wow. in the meantime they've got people over in israel who think they're doing something right they're blocking traffic demanding that israel do whatever Hamas wants so they can get their hostages. And uh, it, we don't have time to get into all that, but that's a foolish move on their part. So Israel could potentially be dismissed from, or they may choose to resign from, membership at the United Nations. Now, that would be huge, but the interesting thing about that, it, this could fulfill the following prophecy about Israel in the last days. The Bible says, Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Right. Isn't that an amazing Bible prophecy? Amen. And, and uh, Numbers 23.9. And uh, the 
by the time you come to Revelation 12, which is the, uh, takes place in the middle of the tribulation, um, three and a half years in after the mark of the beast and after the confirmation of the covenant and everything's all kicked in, um, then Revelation 12 says that Israel not only won't be reckoned among the nations, they'll be kicked out of the land again. They'll go down into Petra and that area in Seir in the wilderness and the Negev down in actually in parts of Jordan today, the, the country of Jordan. And uh, so that's where this is heading. The Bible is coming to pass right before our eyes. And so many people seem to be totally clueless about it. Number two, SCOTUS stands for Supreme Court of the United States. Rules against the states. Did you hear about this? The U.S. Supreme Court says Texas can't block federal agents from the border. And uh, the high court's order effectively maintains long-running precedent that the federal government, not individual states, has authority to enforce border security. But there's a problem with that theory. Texas Governor Abbott correctly responded. He released a statement, quote, I have already declared an invasion to invoke Texas constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. There's a blow up of it. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. And that's yeah. constitutional law right there. Um, but it's important to note the SCOTUS vote. Five, including four women, Kagan, Sotomayor, Brown, Jackson, and Barrett, and gay activist male judge John Roberts. Those are the five who voted against the states in this case. Wow. Now, it doesn't matter that they're women. It matters that they are women who evidently are going based on feelings rather than the law. Yeah. And then this guy, John Roberts, you know, he, he has done, before he became a Supreme Court Justice, he did pro bono work for gay activists. And some of the stuff he was involved in was just disgusting. Of course, he's a Bush appointee. Wow. The only four real men on the court voted Amen. for the American people, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Thomas, and Alito. God bless those now look at this. Isaiah 3.12. If anybody's a feminist, don't get mad at me. This is God's word, not mine. God's word says, Isaiah 3.12, As for my people, are their oppressors and women rule over them. O oh, my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. Now there's been women who have ruled and they've done good. I mean, Deborah the prophetess always comes up. Um, but in more recent history, Victoria, Queen Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's her name? Maine. Gnome. Uh, Christy Nome of South Dakota. I, I think she's done a respectable job. Yes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders in Arkansas, you know. But um, one of the reasons that we've needed these women to step up is because so few men are worth anything in this country right now that are in politics. Uh, the men are crooked, and they are, a lot of them are effeminate. They don't stand for the Constitution. All this is fulfilling Bible prophecy. 
And despite Barrett's fail, Trump's appointees have been good for us, the American people, 90% of the time, outranking all others. Everybody likes to say Republican or Democrat don't matter. Republican, Democrat doesn't matter. What matters is whether or not they are constitutionalists or not. And the constitutionalists on the court, to his credit, I think it was George H.W. who put uh, Thomas on the Supreme Court. Yeah, so with that, the, the last thing I want to mention before moving on is HB 68 and the override of the veto. How many of you saw the vote? The Ohio Senate voted to override Amen. Governor Mike DeWine's veto of a bill regarding gender-affirming care, which is a lie. This isn't about gender-affirming care. This is about not allowing children to take hormone therapy that causes irreversible damage to their bodies. Not allowing children to have mastectomies and other brutal uh, operations removing parts of their body. Wow. And then the women, after they have their breasts removed, then they have the skin from their arm, their forearm, and makes it look deformed so that they can make a fake penis and sew it on them. The men who have their penis removed, they then have a fake vagina, and for the rest of their lives, they're fighting infections and things down there. It's just a, and these people, you listen to them, it's brutal, but folks, we gotta face the reality of what this is about. And you listen to these people who are in the age of 14, 15, 16, 17, are allowed to make these choices when they're not even allowed to buy a beer. They're not, well, they, yeah, but once under 16, you can't drive a car. They can't get a tattoo. They can't even take aspirin to school. But our insane, stupid leaders have been allowing children who say, well, I feel this way. Man, you want to hear what I felt before I turned 18? You don't want to hear it. Some of it would be embarrassing. Other would be embarrassing to me. A lot of it's just nutty. You're like, what? That's what kids are. Mm -hmm. And allowing children to do this is child abuse. Yes. Amen. So thank God Amen. that Mike DeWine was overridden. Amen. Again, doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat. DeWine is a Republican. That the, the, what matters is if someone is a constitutionalist and do they believe in God and the Bible? Go back and read the Founding Fathers. They said this country was only intended for a moral people who believed in God and the Bible. And they predicted if the American people got away from that, it would die as a nation. Yeah. And that's where we're heading. It's a big victory, but this is a permanent war for us. You might as well get used to it. We're constantly going to be praying against these things, making the phone calls, voting certain ways, sending emails, whatever. It's going to be, not to mention all the family problems you're, going to, you're having and going to continue to have over this stuff. Because as our family members go into the pits of hell with their love of Sodom and their love of wickedness, it's going to cost you relationships. Yeah. That's just the reality. And Jesus predicted that again, fulfilling the Bible. Jesus said that would happen. Right up until the rapture. That's why we pray. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.
All right. Micah's Lamentation. Micah chapter 1, verses 8 through 16. And uh, we're going to close our study of Micah 1. We started last week with Micah's Lamentation over Israel's apostasy. And, uh, you know, the reality is uh, Israel as a nation right now in the modern era is in apostasy. They, they are, uh, I've mentioned this before, but more than 80% of the citizens of Israel are atheist or agnostic. Less than 2%, the last I checked, less than 2% are believers in Christ. And so uh, that explains why the rapture could happen any moment, and within three and a half years or, or thereabouts after the rapture, they're totally kicked out of the land again. <laughs> why? That's why. What few Christians are there are going to go up in the rapture? So let's read the even verses. 8 through 16. Start with me there in verse 8. Therefore I will wail and howl. I will go stripped and naked. I will make a wailing like the dragons and mourning as the owls. For her wound is incurable. For it is come unto Judah. He is come unto the gate of my people, even to Jerusalem. Declare ye it not at Gath. Weep ye not at all in the house of Ephraim. Roll thyself in the dust. Pass ye away, thou inhabitant of Sefer, having thy shame naked. The inhabitant of Zeanan came not forth in the morning of Bethazel. He shall receive of you his standing. For the inhabitant of Meroth waited carefully for good. But evil came down from the Lord unto the gate of Jerusalem. O thou inhabitant of Lachish, bind the chariot to the swift beast. She is the beginning of the sin of the daughter of Zion. For the transgressions of Israel were found in thee. Therefore shalt thou give presents to Moresheth The houses of Achzib shall be allied to the kings of Israel. Yet will I bring an heir unto thee, O inhabitant of Merishah. He shall come unto Adullam, the glory of Israel. Make thee bald and pull thee for thy delicate children. Enlarge thy baldness as the eagle. For they are gone into captivity from thee. Amen? Amen. So uh, Micah expresses his grief. And that's what a lot of this is about as we'll go through it line upon line, verse by verse. At the justice of God. God isn't just this mean ogre in the Old Testament. The holy God must punish sin. That's it, the bottom line. So the question is, have you received the punishment Christ suffered on the cross in your place on your behalf and if so then it is finished and that's what the children of Israel just would take those animals to that temple and offer the blood sacrifice and because they weren't in the Bible they didn't read their Bible they didn't listen to the Bible read to them in the synagogues and elsewhere they weren't familiar with the Bible so they missed the whole picture and uh, Micah will lament, verse 8, and I will look at that, and then there's a call to mourn, verses 10 through 13, and then he closes with the fact of their facing captivity in verses 14 through 16. We should never forget 
that the prophets were patriots. You consider yourself a patriot? You ought to. We ought to be patriots who loved the very nation they were called upon to prophesy against. I tell everybody, I am America first. I'm not America only. That's not the same thing. A, A lot of people who say they're America first, they're America only, and that's not right. But I think anybody, if I'm talking to somebody who's from uh, England, they should be UK first. Amen. Uh, Canada should be Canada first. And then as allies, we're not America only, we're not Canada only, we're not England only. But uh, we are to be patriots, just like Micah, loved the very nation that these prophets, including Micah, were called upon to prophesy against. You know, when we preach against sin, it's not because we don't love you. It's because we love you that we preach against that sin. If I see you going off a cliff and I said, stop, you're going off a cliff. Shut up. I mean, yeah, that's what these people are doing here. I've had people tell me something and warn me about something, and I'm very grateful that I listen. I'm thankful. I tell them, thank you. Amen. Yeah, you have somebody wake you up in the middle of the night. You know what time it is. Your house is on fire. Yeah, leave me alone. That's what it's like when you preach against sin and someone who's in that sin gets mad at you for telling them the truth. Of course, we have the sign. Some of you need a sign. <laughs> We love you enough to tell you the truth. That's what a true Christian will love you. And Micah loved his people enough to tell them the truth. But that's what we read about in the first seven verses. Is the judgment of God coming down on Israel and the northern kingdom and Judah, the southern kingdom by this time. Because they will not listen to God. They will not listen to God's word. Then verse 8, as we read, therefore I will wail and how this is Micah. I will go stripped and naked. That sounds funny. You're like, what? And uh, please don't demonstrate. (laughs) But (laughs) it's not hyperbole. He says, I will make a wailing like the dragons and mourning as the owls. I guess if you've lost something important enough in your life, you know what this is talking about. And that's how important this is to Micah. When people mourn tragic death, they would actually strip down and throw ashes on themselves and wail. They still, you know, you'll still see that in some of the more horrific scenes in the world these days. Um, This was the death of the kingdom of Israel. Now, of course, the kingdom was split this time. There's the south and the north, but they're brethren. It's what happened during the Civil War um, in the 1860s here. They're literally brothers against brothers, blood relatives fighting one another. They loved each other, but there was, it was a war, and it was terrible. In this case, there's not a war going on between the two. In this case, the north and the south are being invaded by Assyria. And the kingdom of Israel would never rise again. And it won't rise again until Jesus the Messiah returns to reign. You know that? They, since the north was taken away, 700s, by 586, the south is totally done and gone to Babylon. 
That's the book of Daniel, Daniel and the lion's den, all that took place during that, after the south was taken. From that point on, no king. When Jesus came, 500 and some years later, almost 600 years later, no king. There hasn't been a king, and there won't be a king until the coronation of King Jesus. Amen. Something to look forward to. That's all about the Christmas story that's left out a lot of times. Let's look at Luke chapter 1. In verses 30 through 33. And it's just one of the main points of the coming of Jesus Christ. Is that he is going to be the next king of Israel. Literally sitting on a throne. Luke chapter 1 verse 30 says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. Mary is a woman of favor. She's not to be prayed to. She's not to be worshipped. But she is to be loved and appreciated. She's blessed among women. Thou hast found favor with God. So don't go one, too far one way or the other. Some people go too far and worship Mary. Others go too far and just totally ignore her. I can't wait to meet Mary after I meet her son. <laughs> See? Got your priorities right. Amen? Amen? Verse 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bring forth, I'm sorry, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name, what? Jesus. And then read 32 with me. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Read 33 too. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. That's not to be taken metaphorically. That's not to be spiritualized. That is just as surely as Jesus was born and was named Jesus literally. Was he not? Why wouldn't the rest be literal? <laughs> he was born just like it said. He was named Jesus just like it says. He is going to rule and reign. He's going to be the next king. After all this, we're reading about in Micah. So keep that in mind. It can get a little dark and heavy at times when you're reading these prophets. But keep that in mind. This is all going to end well <laughs> when God's plan unfolds. Huh? You've read the back of the book. Yes, we've read the back of the book. But in Micah's lifetime, utter destruction and death of a huge number of his countrymen. And he knew that. And uh, that's something that most of the people we know who have gone through something like that have passed on. Yeah. My grandpa's Harold and Norman, called uh, Harold... Uh, Miller and Norman, they called Cotton. He was originally from Georgia. And they both fought in a war where millions of people died and they lost uh, friends back from home. They lost friends that they, got, they made in the military. Um, can you imagine? I mean, have you ever just sat and thought about what that'd be like? We've seen conflict. Uh, the desert, Operation Desert Storm in ninety. Uh, the war on terror, what went on in Afghanistan, Iraq, and I had a couple of buddies die. And then it'll, you can go back to Vietnam, Korea, 
bad enough. Bad enough as, you know, what was it? Vietnam was 50,000? 58,000. But then how many were in, in uh, World War I or World War II? I mean, it's just amazing. And uh, even small towns just uh, seemed like every few weeks somebody else was being reported deceased or, or missing in action and everything. Oh, and the Iraq or the war on terror, yeah. But what Mike is going to go through is going to be, um, I guess you'd say like a per capita base, worse than World War One or World War Two. The slaughter is unbearably difficult to read about when you read the accounts. And he knows it. He's a prophet. He's been told all this. So look at verse 9. For her wound is incurable. For it has come unto Judah. So it's not just the northern kingdom. The south is going to be invaded by Assyria. Now they won't be taken away by Assyria. But they do suffer losses. And it gets pretty, um, pretty scary there for a while. We don't have time to go back and read it. But about Sennacherib and everything that happened. They were saved by a miracle of God. He says, He has come unto the gate of my people, even to Jerusalem. That's something no Americans really felt since the Civil War. Um, having the enemy at your, the edge of town. <laughs> I mean, think of that. Can you imagine, you, know, you see the, hear the bombs and everything, what's going on in Gaza right now. Um, we, I don't like war, and I, I hope Israel's able to end this ASAP. I can't imagine, especially what these innocent kids are going through. But you don't blame Israel, you blame who caused it, Hamas. 